Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Jared Brandon. Chris Graham. Todd Novak. Hey, how you doing, Chris? You got to take your gum out, son. Oh, you're right. Gee, many Christmas is primary school. Hey, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Um... So here we are at another episode, and we are super stoked to be... Do I sound really lame saying that? Kind of super stoked, I guess. No, man. It's the holidays. You're supposed to be super stoked. I should be. I hate Thanksgiving, though. Anyways, but we're not talking about that. Me too. Do you? Overrated. Let's talk about that over not Thanksgiving food slash pizza later. Sounds good. Um, Okay, we have a jam pacaronied show Um. And uh, that is super exciting. Hefe, a.k.a. Jeff, um, is... I have no idea where he is. Jeff is a very elusive character. So um, I don't even know if he knows where he is a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, um, we are going to start out uh, with a new segment. Mm. Maybe I should do a sound effect for that. New segment. I know everything's kind of echoey, so maybe I'll do it like robot, robot voice or something like that. Or I could do like really... Auto-tune. New segment. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have done that. That was weird. <laughs> okay. Our new segment is just... It's simple. It's super simple. It's shout-outs. And we are getting a lot of them, so I figured, you know what? Hey, if you're taking the time to give us a nod, a heads up, a, a hi, how you doing, a high five, whatever... That we ought to as well. Uh, so we have a couple. Um, we had John Parsons Guitar Workshop, uh, who I found on Instagram. Well, I mean, I didn't find him. Guess he technically found us. He posted somewhere he was ebonizing wood, which was really cool. It was like mixing vinegar and steel wool on wood. Ooh, and ebony's really hard to get now. So yeah, mm. well. I don't know. That's why they do it. That okay. and ivory. They're both hard to get. Yeah. Ebony and ivory. Oh. Mm. You kind of hedged out there. <laughs> um, anyway, so what was cool is I was watching this. I didn't know he why, why he tagged this. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for the tag. And then I'm listening. I'm like, wait, that's me in the background. So it was cool. He was, he was doing <laughs> his workshop thing, building guitars out in... Out in Launceston, Tasmania. And I'm what? Like, People live in Tasmania. That's crazy. <laughs> That's really cool. So, yeah, it was really, I mean, we talk about this a lot at the beginning of these shows. Is like just the, just the power of, of the internet and, and, and the voice. So here's a dude building guitars out in Tasmania in his awesome workshop listening to our show. And I, I like that was absolutely the high of my day. Right. That's probably the complete opposite of the world from where we are right now. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. Politically. Or well, oh, complete. I mean, no, I mean like. <laughs> no, you were saying figuratively. Figurative. Opposite. Yeah. I mean, like but if you drilled a hole straight, straight down, we'd yeah. probably pop out in his guitar store. Maybe. Shop. I don't know. I don't think he'd like that because he just rearranged the shop and he's very proud of mm. how it was rearranged. I am envious of his guitar shop. I'm envious of most people's guitar shops. Or, and when I say shop, I don't mean store. I mean where he builds guitars or does, you know does repairs. Where it all happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had um, uh, Vox Shades and Jared Lee Goslin uh, on Instagram, uh, who just you know they were just took a little bit of time to leave us some cool comments. 
And um, you're gonna uh, be a star, Jared Lee Goslin. You have the name for it, Jared Lee Goslin. <laughs> I like it already. Sounds yeah. famous, but not the ac- but just not the initials together. G L J G G G S J L J L G J L G J L G something like that. Um, and uh, we just did a you know we I I put a lot of blog power behind our compressor podcast, mm. um, and we've gotten a lot of uh talk about it which is cool and i don't mean talk from like oh everybody's talking about i mean talk back to us like i think it was one of those episodes that people like said holy crap i might have i learned something from this which is cool i I love that because i know that i did so that makes me feel good yeah um that's great let's move on um we had uh jonathan uh um he shared a, a link with us uh about some guitars and we got on a long email convo and that guy's got like a ton of, of really good gear like hmm. not a whole bunch of crap gear he's got like legit really good like a stock of really good guitars so nice. he was he wanted to share that with us and i appreciated that um rob marfleet from trinidad today hit us up <laughs> trinidad <laughs> yeah in the west indies and he said he uh, he was listening, uh, it, and it helped him uh, get through heavy traffic. And I just I commented, and I'll I'll kind of paraphrase a comment, but I was sitting there pondering like, how bad is traffic <laughs> in in Trinidad? I saw your post about L.A. The picture of traffic in yeah, L.A. I grew up in L.A. Yeah. I'm like, uh, it's you know little tiny tears right there. <laughs> <laughs> but but hey, look, if it sucks, then I'm I'm glad that we're helping you out with that, um, Rob. We really appreciate uh, you giving a, giving the giving us the uh, a proverbial high five. I would like to go to Trinidad someday. I would too. I'm. It's probably amazing. I want to go just because of the name. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Okay. Like meatloaf. That's right. I want to eat meatloaf because it just sounds <laughs> mm. the name sounds good. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of new members in our Facebook forum, and we appreciate you being there. Um, we are still a super fledgling company. It's not a company, but you know, a fledgling whatever this is. You know, I get I get excited when one person responds or joins or anything, and. I remember when we first started this, it was like, I was texting everybody on here, like, we just hit 50 people, blah, <laughs> you know, and now we're like, I was way, 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 way beyond that. But I'm excited every single time we make a connection. So keep them coming. Uh, we also had, uh, we got um, something from Augustine um, Arandado, who uh, is also a SoCal guy. He, like literally, he grew up, and moved to the same exact places where I was. Hmm. And he's like about my age. I'm like, man, I, I bet our circles are crossed. Maybe. I don't know. Cities are big, so maybe not. But it was cool. Anytime you can make a connection like that. He had a bunch of questions about um, uh, some, uh, the, the well, he, he liked the pickup series that we were doing. We got a lot of good comments on that. So if you haven't listened to the pickup series, I encourage you to go through those. Pickups 101, part one, two, and three. Um, he also had some amp questions that we're going to look a little bit deeper into because they were mm. pretty specific, and I I don't want to just glaze over them. I'd like to actually answer them with a little bit of beef behind it. Mm. Um, and then we have a question from Tom Brezen, who, who asked about uh, Fender noiseless pickups, how they work, and are they, you know, 
Should he keep them? Should he move on to something cooler and boutique? So I'm going to kick that one over. Are they buzzworthy? Worthy? Big Jer- oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was, that that was pretty good. good. That was, good that was not bad. They are, buzz- they are not buzzworthy. For Tom, yeah. Um, Jared, sorry, Jared is our resident pickup expert. So thank there you, you go. for saying Jared that. Brandon. <laughs> Floor's so, all yours. So you yeah, can talk Tom, anytime uh, you want now. Uh, I would. <laughs> I don't know if you have them right now, um, but uh, they're they're very good. They're very good pickups, and uh, they're a little more boomier. There, there's um, I would say there's more room for for doing a few more things with those because they do, <clears throat> in my opinion, they have a wider range of use than the uh, vintage. Uh, pickups now the the vintage pickups they're single coils and uh you're talking about the vintage just like a vendor's the vintage the vintage single coil old traditional non noiseless right um should you keep noise. those you know they do have their uses and everything and, and they sound like pianos i mean they have you can barely get the same peak red resonance what does that mean they sound like pianos uh chimey okay they're you know, resonant and I don't know, bright. Okay. So that's good. But these, uh, the, the vintage noiseless are pretty, they're pretty close. They, they don't sound like humbuckers. They don't have the thick mid range honk like humbuckers do, but yet they're not as thin and well, I, I I don't want to use the word thin in a bad way, but they're not as, uh, chimey as, an original single coil, especially in a neck position. However, they still have some of the same qualities as a single coil because of the structure of the pickup itself. Mm. Uh, there are two coils instead of just one, and they're they're very small coils, and they use very thin, small wire, much thinner than a traditional single coil, because there are two coils, and they need to fit two coils into the same cavity as you would the original. So two coils, they do run in series and uh, they use a very strong magnet. The magnet is placed in between the two coils. So um, hmm. they do buck each other. They buck the hum. So they uh, they don't have that single coil 60 cycle hum. And uh, I suggest you try them out. And it sounds like he already has them, though. I think. Oh, does he? Yeah. Um, that's that's up to you. I mean, that's I can't I can't tell you to keep them. I can't tell you to get rid of them. It is personal choice. So what might you? So like, let let me expand on the question a little bit. Like, if I am him, so I have these vintage noiseless pickups. I think they sound pretty good. Or is it just a gimmick? Would I be better off getting like a, some boutique? Would I get better tone out of a boutique uh, pickup? If you're trying to sound like Jimi Hendrix, get the boutique vintage spec. Uh, is that, okay, that's so that, what you that, want to do. That's a good question. So if we're saying, okay, vintage noiseless pickups are good for what? I Not having a single cycle hum. Yeah, and if you're going to be using a lot of compression mm-hmm. um, to do like a really, you know... Heavily compressed lead type of thing, okay. you know, almost like uh, maybe a cold play or uh, the edge type thing, where you're going to compress the snot out of it and do a lot of like 
do 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 that type of stuff. Like <laughs> that was terrible. I don't do a good guitar impression. Yeah, but if if you're gonna compress a lot, that'll bring your noise floor up and give you a lot more humps. You mean like like muted staccato stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah that type of stuff or you know anything that's gonna be lead, but is gonna be compressed heavily. If you're if you want to do a single coil sound with that, you're gonna get a lot of hum and it'll kind of come and go depending on right. how loud you're playing. Okay. Yeah. So if you're if you're trying to if you're doing like some like raw like maybe. Um, small band blues or something, and you want to hear the instrument kind of talk, that's probably not what you want. Is that what I'm getting? I don't know. You know, like a lead blues lick. Like if you got, you, you just got a lead uh, blues I know three what you piece mean. or something. Like you yeah, want, you're not you going to get impressed with that super the heavy. presence yeah. of everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's, uh, but the bottom line is, I think it is up to him. I mean, I can't, I can't make his mind up. But. I, I think uh, I'm going to throw something else out here too. I think noiseless is a is a term. Fender Fender's mar- like name marketing is just awful. I just sorry Fender. It Maybe just, they should hire a new marketing agency. I mean seriously, like but they're right you know, though. Well, but they're not. They're not total. They're not completely noiseless, right? They don't have the single cycle hum, but they're not noiseless. Like if you you can hear it plugged in. They're actually noisier. Okay. Well, yeah, that's the so, funny thing. Well, Noiseless the means they don't work. Right. And I would think <laughs> well, yeah, true. But I would I think that there's also a you know, when you think about like active pickups. Active pickups or you could say are technically noiseless. They have a stronger magnetic field, a much stronger. They're really strong magnets. And I, there's more presence with the vintage noiseless. And I think they're trying to capture the, I think they're trying to get that resonant peak. They're trying to make it sound like an original vintage pickup without the hum. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I because would... there's two coils, they're, they're kind of taking away some of the brightness and to uh, bring the brightness back, you have the heavier magnet or the, you know, the stronger magnet. So how would that compare to like a lace sensor? The lace sensor the structure is completely different. They are still single coils, but the way they have this funny brass shield inside, so that it makes it less noisier. Okay, but they're still they're still some they're noise still here. noisier. So that they're going to kind of be in between that vintage noiseless and the original. Okay, for, so spec. So yeah. we're going to do a real quick r- rundown. So on a scale from noisiest to least noisy. Let me throw an idea after in this, there before, right after this. before we do that. Yeah. I would say if you have single coil pickups and you're thinking about getting the noiseless, I would say press pause on that before you buy the noiseless. And if you haven't shielded the interior of your guitar cavity, you might try that first. Mm, it's very yeah. cheap yep. and very effective. And what I, that Mine are all shielded, yeah. yeah I, went, you, I went through and did all that. On yeah, that. you take everything apart. Uh, take, fun. take all the parts out, and then you basically buy copper tape, yeah. and you stick it all over the inside holes, and then you make sure it's all grounded. Can you also do that with um, glue, with uh, like spray mountain and, and aluminum yeah, foil? Yeah, there's, there's which, I mean that's a little sketchier, but, you know, but there's a lot. There's of a lot of ways. ways to you're do right; it. it cuts down on the noise. It does. Yeah, and also the in, the uh, inside of your uh, pick guard. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of guitar makers don't do that. You know, yeah. I bought a really nice Gibson uh, Les Paul with two P90s on it, and yeah. 
no shielding on the inside. So yeah. I, I immediately bought it. To do that, but yeah. Anyways, okay. So so you got let's say that your the, the couple of pickups we've been talking about just really quick. All right, and I know this isn't like pickup ex, ex bonanza here, but we got noisiest that we've been talking about is what? Oh, the original vintage specification. Original vintage. Next, less noisy. Is the Jeff Lace, well, Lace sensors. Okay, and Jeff then Lace the third, them. Less, least noisy? The vintage noiseless. And then the most least noisy. Or is that the vintage? That's it. Okay, those three. All right, <laughs> so the, the humbuckers works kind of the same way. So. Okay, we won't throw um, active in there then. Nah. Okay. I want to I want to add one more thing about the pickup thing here. Okay. And uh, I was talking with Lindy Fralin about five years ago. Great guy to talk to, and he even admits he talks on the phone too much. But uh, in my conversation with him, <laughs> it's true. In my conversation with him, he said, "You know what? No matter what you do, you will never get the true single coil sound out of anything that's not a true single coil." He said, you... That's like a successory poster. Yeah. You have to put up with that hum. He said, you have to sacrifice to get that true single coil sound. You just can't do it. He knows what he's talking about. If you still have a ton of noise, yeah, throw a freaking gate on your your board or something like that. Yeah. I I find from from the, you know, recording industry uh, that I work in that a lot of people fixate on stuff like hum or background noise or whatever... And I can say uh, for sure, many of the best recordings, the best songs in the history of music are super noisy. Have life to it. They, yeah. Yeah, and it's because the the artist was focusing on making great art rather than, well, I'm going to make sure my home uh, The original invisible. recording of Since I've Been Loving You, it has that bass drum kick. Yeah, squeak. there's a couple of them like that. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of junk. Everybody and talks about I love the squeak. That. I love that. Yeah. That's... that's that's for the drum podcast, though. Anyways, um, <laughs> all right, moving on. Um, we had, uh, so we, we were talking a couple, I think of a podcast or two ago, or maybe it was the last one that I haven't put up yet. Anyways, we were talking about it, and it was, we, we, we briefly touched on capos. And so I wanted to, uh, you know, Chris had, uh, has had a lot of experience with capos, um, and he has quite an array of them. So I said, hey, let, why don't you bring those in and just kind of show us what's up. This stemmed from, if I recall correctly, um, I was I had switched capos and was using them. Um, I have a, a, a Godin. Um, we think it's pronounced Godin. And if we're not saying it right, sorry. <laughs> we all said it differently coming in. And we just agreed to call it Godin. Um, I have a Godin uh, Fifth Avenue. Matte black with a P90 in it. And a... Sweet G chord. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think he was mocking you, Chris. Um, So my thing was when I use a capo, um, you know, there's a lot of different kinds. There's there's all different kinds with tension, not tension, locking, uh, all that business. And I thought I was doing it right. But I was always confused because I'm like, man, this sounds sour. It just, mm. no, like no matter what word. I was doing, it just sounded sour. And 
so he's going to kind of walk through that because he said, I can help you. So we're going to help everybody right now. All right. Gotcha. The floor is yours, Chris. Awesome. Well, I think the biggest thing with capos, um, the biggest frustration with them, and I was, I was talking to Jeff yesterday about this. Um, well, actually, that, that was something different. Anyways, the biggest thing with capos is when you play in a band and you just bought like the $14 Kaiser or Dunlop uh, cheapo capo that's basically a piece of rubber, some metal, and a spring, um, and you put it on your guitar, what, especially if you have a keyboard player or a bass player, which most bands have at least one, you immediately notice, oh, my guitar isn't totally in tune with the band anymore. Crud. Uh, what do I yeah, do about well, this? that was me. Yeah, that was you. And, <laughs> and, and I'm what, the lead, <laughs> so that's a problem. <laughs> and what happens with that, um, and the reason there have been a lot of new capos that have come out recently is to address this issue. Um, I'm holding in my hand a Dunlop um, capo that has a really stiff spring in it. And that's really the issue is a lot of these older Dunlop Kaiser style capos have a real strong string in them. And what happens is it's sort of like, if I'm gonna just play a note here, I'm just kind of pressing on the, the third fret on the E string. If I continue to press harder and push all the way, I'm not moving my finger, I'm just pushing harder. I can make the note go up and down. I can play out of tune. And that's exactly what happens with these older capos is when you put it on, especially if it's too far behind the, the fret, um, you get, instead of, and so everything is, is a, a little tighter on the guitar, and that E chord, capo on the third fret, is a little bit it, higher. It sharps right. everything, right? So it sharps everything. So, um, and that's the same thing with the Kaiser. Um, the, the Kaiser and Dunlop uh, basically do the same thing. Now, I, I will say that I would, maybe, uh, price might be a factor, but... The overriding thing is of like uh, when we're doing our thing, we do a, a Johnny Cash tribute too. Um, and one of the bands, we've got a couple of them, and one of them is a Johnny Cash tribute. And it's like capo on, capo off, capo on, capo yeah. off. <laughs> like literally, we have it on our set list so that we don't forget. And um, you know, so the idea of having something that's locked in perfectly, so it's it was like I can't do that. I yeah, gotta, I gotta yeah. get moving, man. Well, you got to be able to move quick with the capo, and I think that's the big thing. Um, is let me talk about the G seventh for a bit. My, I have bought, I've definitely spent a hundred plus dollars on capo. It's probably two hundred plus dollars each, uh, cumulatively. Cumulatively. So like this, I'm probably at least on my one dozenth capo at this point, and uh, or you close should, to. You should get like a one of those tile things that tell you where you lose your stuff or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, uh, the thing I love about the G seventh is that, um, it's, they're the 25 bucks. So they're a lot more expensive, maybe even 30 bucks, depending on where you buy it. Mm -hmm. They're a lot more expensive than a cheaper capo, but I would say, um, and I'll explain the reason here for just a minute. You shouldn't buy a fancy pedal or a fancy guitar if you're still using 30 year old capo technology and you're okay. using a capo a lot because the capo it's one of those things it makes you sound bad it's not a tone thing it's a pitch thing so if it makes you play out of tune throw it away yeah uh and i think that's the your 2000 guitar that sounds out of tune is yeah it's gonna be yeah waste. if you've got a 1965 you know fender twin reverb and a 19 58 Les Paul and a Kaiser freaking capo <laughs> and you're playing on the fifth fret. It don't sound good, man. No, I so, would imagine the larger frets you use, 
the higher frets you That use. is absolutely true. So the higher your frets are, the more you can push down, right. the more sour it's going to sound. Right. And that's one of the things we, a really, really good guitar player instinctively knows how much to push the string down. So if I play you know, a G chord, and then I push a little harder, I can totally make the chord sound out of tune. 100%. Depending on how hard I press, so this is where the G seventh comes Can, in. Will you just one more time? You did the a single note on there, and don't talk over it. Just do the single note. All I'm doing is pushing harder, right, on the okay. third fret. And that, that actually cool. sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it does sound kind of cool. I'm like, okay, a good. I'm thinking of a beat behind that. Well, the the G seventh is great because it has a clutch in it, and it has a locking clutch. So you put it on. And you put just enough tension on it mm -hmm. to where it grabs the strings. You're right behind the fret, and yep. suddenly that's a, needs a little more tension. That sounds good. If I squeeze it really hard, it'll keep the tension on the guitar. Now it'll play really out of tune. It's just a little bit higher than it was before. Yeah. So the G seventh is amazing, and there's a couple capos that do this because it's it's adjustable tension, so you can be sure that you're only going to get as much tension as you need, mm -hmm. um, and your guitar is still going to play in tune. And the big thing you to keep in mind too is not only is as you push that string harder, are you going to change the pitch of the string, but when you have a capo on there, if you're fretting any notes above that capo. Not only do you have the tension of the capo on the string, yeah, you, you have, have the tension, tension of, of your, your fingers. fingers. Right. So you really don't have a whole lot of room for extra tension. Yeah. Do me a favor and throw the uh, Dunlop one on really quick so that we hear that it's a little sour. So that's, if we had someone playing piano along with me or something like right. that. So okay, now, so now fret, fret a little bit higher. With the with the cheap one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the higher you go, the worse it's gonna get. Right, too. that's what I'm saying. So yeah, so if you're gonna go fifth fret with the Dunlop, and then, and then so like yeah, okay. Let's do seventh fret. Oh. Yeah. But so that let's do the seventh fret with the with the G seven. G seventh. Yeah. That's not half it's bad. Better. It's, it's better. definitely better. Yeah. yeah. So the G seventh really lets you have a lot more control. Okay. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're looking for money to spend um, on yourself to get to make yourself a better guitar player, if you ever use a capo, yeah, get a G seventh or something with okay. that's adjustable. So tension. I have another one over there that is a Planet Waves, and that has yeah. a screw with a spring and a pin. So it's it's adjustable tension. So you still have a spring, and it, it it looks like you know the traditional one with the with like the trigger. Um, but it, what I liked about it was it was really small profile, um, and I was like, oh, with this. <laughs> see, here's here was my thinking. With the spring, I can tighten it really tight because it probably needs to be really tight. Well, I think that's what most people assume. The tighter right. it is, the better. And really, so you took my, that's my guitar right there with my capo. And the first thing you did was loosen the crap out of it. I loosened the crap out of it. This, this Planet Waves capo is pretty good. So long as the tension is backed all the way off with yeah. this guitar. And I think even then, like even with the, the tension backed all the way off, it's still a little stiff, but it's not bad. Um, but let's compare the, the usage between that and the G7th. Is it G7 or G7? G7th. Okay. 
So at the G7, every time you put that capo on the guitar, you have to apply the the pressure yeah, you want, right? you apply the pressure with your so fingers. So if you're in a live setting, though, and you're like in between songs and you don't really have much time, you really got to be uh, used to setting that tension right where you want it every time, right? Yeah, but here's the thing is you're used to how much tension you want. So it, as, a, it, as a guitar player, it becomes a habit. On your sense of your guitar. Because the same thing could be said if you're using the, uh, like, uh, well, any of the other ones. But if you're even if you're using the one that we just talked about, the Planet Waves one with the with the spring and the screw on it, you know, if you have a tapered neck, if you're up by the yeah. net, you could you could where most people can like kind of can't build the first fret, you know, or, or even the third. And that, but that if you for whatever reason need to jump up to the fifth or seventh, that thing's gonna be crazy tight. Yeah, so you're gonna have to adjust that again too. Well, right. and that's a great point, Todd. I I think if, thanks, Chris. Hey, no problem. If if you're if if you got capo issues, mm-hmm. pick up your guitar and look at it and see at the first fret is it the same thickness as at the twelfth fret or the tenth fret or the fifth fret. If the answer is that your guitar gets thicker uh, as it goes higher and higher up the neck, the type of capo that you use is considerably more important. Um, if it's a if it's a non tapered neck that's the same width at capo one or fret one as it is at say fret eight. There's not many. That are like that though. I mean, a lot like of them get gradually like, thicker. Yeah, that's what it, I mean. It, yeah, but yeah, there's not a lot that are that are non-tapered. You get into the handmade guitars, and some of the guys really don't have a certain specification the way they build those. Yeah, necks. I mean that has a tapered neck. It's an arch top, yeah. you know. So it's like because it has a big heel. If it's got a heel on towards the yeah, you know, towards the heel. Buy a capo <laughs> for break. every for every guitar you have. Well, actually, buy one for every fret. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. That was very helpful. Um, I, I have one. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm gonna get one of those. Let me let me talk about one more type of capo. Um, one of my favorite types of capo, and G Seventh makes a version of this, is a Dad Gad capo, and it basically only pushes down on three of your middle strings. So, this is. A- no capo, no capo. This one you put on, on this on standard tuning. You put this on the second string or the second fret, and now. Ooh. So what makes this cool is that's you can, cool. You can play in dad yad. So. Or you can play in standard standard capo on the second fret. So yeah, you can you can do these kind of Irishy. Um, now what what about slinging it to the backside? You ever do that? You mean uh, so a backwards? Be, uh, yeah, so like it, right now it's sitting over the top, and you're capoing the f- the first four strings, right? No. First, sorry, first three strings. So what if you did? What if you capoed the the uh, the high E? Uh, well, you there definitely is some cool just stuff. Be an A chord. Yeah, if it, it'll yeah. So it's an A chord. So now this is I've got my capo on. Hold on. Anyways, you can play some sort of song on there. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. 
Okay, I'm just curious. I call it cheating, but I like it. It's cheating, but if it makes you better and lets you focus on making a, a better performance. I'll cheat the Why crap not? out of stuff. Yeah, I'll dude. cheat Why the crap <laughs> yeah, all day long. Nintendo made the game genie, so um, same so concept. I, I know we've been talking smack about Kaisers, but a Kaiser, uh, that's the one with a little curly cue. When you're thinking capo, you're probably thinking of a Kaiser. Yeah. If you turn a, a Kaiser backwards and that pad that's on the back of the neck and you put that on your guitar as well. I'm using a Kaiser now. And basically, you leave your first string open, and then you do second fret yeah. on the second, third, and fourth string, and leave your last two open, same thing. But because the Kaiser's got so much tension, it's a little out of tune. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Here's here's a, here's a just a, a big old capo question. Mm. Could that not be solved by capoing on the actual fret? It can to some degree, but you're still going to get a lot of tension on because the the it's not uh, it's not an infinitely thin uh, piece of the capo. It's going to capo right by, on the no, top the of the fret, right not right on the back. That, okay. Not only that, the capo itself will then get in the way of the natural vibration of the string. True, and your fingers, indeed, probably, or at least mine. Okay, awesome. That was super helpful. Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, and we're going to post up uh, a little picture of, the, of that big array of capos. And this was not a paid endorsement by G7th Incorporated. Really nice guitar back in the case. I would <laughs> greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah, and that was being played on a on a black mat. Uh, Godin, Godin, Godin. 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 <laughs> uh, Fifth Avenue uh, with a single P90. That is a pretty guitar, man. I really like that. It's a like nice that. guitar. And it's pretty yeah, rad. Like it. Awesome. Okay, woo wee doggies. Lots of good information. I'm happy with this. Um, all right, so we are going to jump into our Christmas list stuff. Mm. Yes. Oh, oh my. Oh well. Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Who who is going? Firsties. I'm sorry I said firsties. It's okay. <laughs> we forgive you. <laughs> Who's going firsties? Yeah, don't edit that out. That's Mine's right. probably the worst, so I'll go first. Why is it the worst? It's not that exciting. First is the worst. I, um, for Christmas... Wait a minute. You have a big list or a long list? Very short. Okay. This is just you gotta I, get. This is your opportunity to get greedy, dude. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's a hypothetical Christmas. Oh, it's a hypothetical. Yeah. Okay. I I can Holy go. Holy You just. I can like definitely go. Right I'm gonna back you off a little. Sorry about that. No, you're all I got right. excited. Hypothetical Christmas lists are my favorite. Um, hypothetical Christmas lists. I'm gonna go. I would like a Gibson ES125, which is essentially the Godin that we just played, the Fifth Avenue, but from the 50s or 60s. Right. Rad. I'd want one of those. I'd want... What color? Um, I would go tobacco sunburst mm. for sure. And then uh, I would definitely want an early 60s twin reverb from Fender. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see here. I would also want... Wait, uh, a twin reverb? You know they're loud as can be, right? Yes. Yes. Well, but really? they're also smooth and super clean. They are. So yeah, for that... So it's like a deluxe. You know why we know Fender Twin Reverb? Because they're so popular. They, yeah. They sound really good. They're without a doubt the most popular vintage Fender. My dad had one in the mid-60s. I, yeah. I have a 66. Deluxe is a more popular. 
I the Lux is really the popular Lux too. Is more popular. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, let me let me clarify. I have a 1966 Fender Princeton Reverb. Yeah, which is uh, you know basically. I mean that's that's ooh. the workhorse. Yeah, I mean it's like go to. It's it's amazing. It crunches like no one's business, and it's clean, and it's not quiet enough to wake the neighbors. Here's here's the enough. thing. Here's the thing. We are in an age, unless you are playing like out in the country where there's no PA. I, I'm trying to figure out at what point you're like, or or unless you're on a you're on a huge stage, like a Fender Twin is going to really be needed. Well, I like a Fender Twin um, because if you want to play super clean but still loud and have a lot of uh, shall we say nuts headroom, uh, you know, like a big thick. Yeah, fat tone. The twin. Did you just call a Fender Twin a big, thick, fat tone? I mean, compared to like, I mean, okay, compared to my too. Princeton, it, for okay. for clean tone, two twelves is definitely going to sound a I, lot I, thicker okay. than one ten. Would you like? I would say that would have been like, oh, maybe a, a Vox or an Orange or or a Marshall. When we're talking about thickness, well, you can get. Real thick with a Fender Twin, okay. and that's what attracts. I don't me to know it. that I've heard a Fender Twin like real thick. Well, I'm talking clean tone. If you're if you want crunchy and thick, no, I'm just talking about thick. Interesting. <laughs> okay, hey man, different strokes, whatever. Different strokes. All right, so you want stroke. a twin? Yeah, I'd, I'd want a Fender Twin. All right, and I would also want um, a Martin uh, HD28 baritone guitar. Ooh, okay. An acoustic baritone. I've got a baritone acoustic. I've got an HD28, but it's not a baritone. It's I've a got an HD28 myself as well. That's my favorite it's guitar a in the world. Model. Ooh, that's the fancy one. Yes. That's the HD28V, I believe. I don't know. Anyways, it's like a. Well, aren't you guys precious? You want to borrow it? Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd want. Um, and I think that's it. That's it. No little bits and bobs. Here's the thing: I could go on for go the on. next you got a four little bit of time. hours. Okay, I would. This is Santa's. Santa's um, sitting there in his big red chair, going like, "Chris, like seriously, you don't get this, do you, son? I'm writing out a list for you. I would want the edges from you, the band U2. I would want. Oh, not the other edge. No, not the other <laughs> edge. I would want his entire guitar rig. Why? Because it's it, just a big rack. I know it contains everything it possibly needs I've for the rest that. of my I've life. I've seen the documentary. Yeah, the documentary's. Yeah. I, I don't Whoa. know. I play it loud. It's going to get loud or something. Yeah. 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 Play it loud. No, it that's right. all. All of that is wrong. It might get loud. <laughs> yeah, it that's might right. get loud. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I think one of those was like a Britney Spears DVD. We could do a whole <laughs> podcast critiquing it. Might I get loud. I love Britney Spears. Yeah. There's a lot of controversial. Heck yeah, things man! Things in that in that documentary. Heck yeah! Just briefly, the only thing that really matters about that, all right, is uh, when Paige gets up and does the first couple notes of his most famous song ever. Ramble on. R- Ramble on. A whole lot of love, man. <laughs> oh, that's right. And he starts playing that, and and they and they show the edge, and they show Jack, and they look, they instantly turn into thirteen-year-old kids who just crap their pants. Like that was like that brought ha- the hair just stood up on on my yeah. arms when he did that, and like watching those, I was like, that's exactly how we all f- 
feel every time we hear it. But they're sitting right in front of Paige. Oh, man. It came That's from That's the him. best. It was wild. I felt that Jack White was a little bit come uppity. Uh, yeah, a lot of in that movie. Up-y. I was like, dude, sit down. You're. I honestly, I mean, I was like, I get it. I get White, but like, ooh, there's a lot of other people that should have been on that couch. Uh, th- that was my thought too. But but, but even even with, uh, I just no matter who it was, if you're sitting there with Jimmy Page, just close your mouth <laughs> and let the man talk and yeah. learn from his. I think that's wisdom. why they wanted him on there, though. Maybe he was. You might so be right. Different huge, than so everybody else. Okay, wait. We have derailed. Santa's. We like, have, like. Boys, boys, you each get a copy <laughs> in your stocking. Shut up. All right. Oh, okay. So I get to continue. I would like, um, like, I mean, uh, a Martin baritone dreadnought acoustic guitar. Yeah. That'd be super fun. We did that. And uh, so I'm just kind of getting this back on track here. Okay, thanks. And I would want um, a truck full of weird electric guitars that I had never seen or heard of before. So like weird Japanese guitars from the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Weird K guitars. Tyscos, yeah. Nationals. Nationals. The weird stuff. See, those things, those ones, it's funny. The weirder and When the I see those on, on Craigslist and stuff, because I'm on it all the damn time, I look at them like, ooh, that one's cool. Yeah, I bet that one's fun. And then I see them in person, I'm like, good gravy, why would I be? Th- no. <laughs> I just want a room full of really weird esoteric guitars. Yeah, no, I can dig that. Truck I mean, full we got weird the pawn shops right up the street. We can just go sit there for this a little while. This is true. All right. All right. You went top shelf. Now, Grandma, who's on Social Security, um, who also isn't, you know, Santa's got his list, but, you know, Grandma, she's got a, you know, all her grandkids, she's paying for stuff. So what's Grandma getting you? Get the dang, I mean, not for me, but for everybody else, get no. the dang G7 capo, man. <laughs> Make yourself sound better, not yeah. just have better tone. I think I'm going to check one of those out. Oh, boy. Okay. They're so juicy. All yeah. right. Sounds good, man. Hell yeah, mine. All right, Jared. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, What's man. he bringing you? First thing that sticks in my mind, I want a 1970 Les Paul Custom, a black one. Because my dad had one. Like a black beauty? A black beauty. My my father had one, and that's the only reason why I want it. Um, I've got a lot of guitars, and I'm very satisfied and happy with what I have. But you are a very satisfied man. I I you know when we were traveling recently, and I I was asking, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't I don't think I want anything." I'm like I, this I is you are bad at this game. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I mean I I'm thankful and I'm very appreciative of the collection I have now, and I I even have some. In the oven That's right the now, so to speak. That's the part of being a guitar player is that the greed that comes along with it <laughs> exactly. is in, inherent and endless. It is. Mm. Now, what I'd really like to do also is to open up a nice guitar case and, and see an original 1969 Sunburst Dove Custom. I have one. My dad bought one used, but I want another one to compare it to the one I have hmm. now, which hmm. is my dad's. Uh, that had a retop done, and it was mm. done absolutely beautifully. Uh, the old bridge uh, went to poo. Uh, the bracing kind of came unglued, and the the top de- deformed a little bit. So 
it had to be redone. There was no restoring the original top. But I do have the original top in my basement hanging up, dry, hmm. drying out. But um, so I'd love to compare. Drying out in the basement. That's well, it's up. just not being taken. It's just hanging up like a photo, <laughs> man. It's like a picture. But uh, a it means a lot. It was my dad's, though. So <laughs> yeah. you should like put it into a coffee table or something like that. I know. Integrate it into it. a piece of furniture. You know what? You I like thought about things. it. You know. Um, but I would make it into three things because I would give the other two pieces to my brothers. Um, but anyway, uh, nostalgic thing. But yeah, I'd love to compare. And I've the only other actual Sunburst Gibson Dove that I've ever seen in existence is among the collection of Ace Fraley. I've never seen another. Maybe he'll let you borrow his. 60s, yeah. I, if I tell him I have one, he'll be Ace, intrigued. If you're listening, and he'll want to see which it. we know you are, right? Just can you can you loan that to Jared? Really? And I'll loan Just you mine for a little bit, yeah. Just for a little bit, but I want mine back. Yeah, well, you can give him when you're when you're SGs. I want to compare, SG man. Like that, I want to compare the two. I I just want to see another one. Okay, um, it's a '69. So, as far as little things, and just get me a bunch of strings i want martin <laughs> strings i want elixir strings all right is that the way you say Santa just rolled his eyeballs at both of you guys hey man i want <laughs> i want a few different versions of the ibanez tube screamer so i want okay, to compare now you're all talking those. now you're talking right Good. i i do and why? okay so when you're saying different versions of it i have two versions now i have okay. some modded ibanez old version i don't think it's the rare japan one that will fetches a lot of money but i have a newer um oh my gosh the name left my brain it's a uh, something tron i have a different version oh i never talking about because of the tip way of the i said it what what is it it's on the tip of my tongue i can't think yeah what it is. because of the way i said it made everybody forget what it is um, but anyway, Maxton, Maxton. Yes. Oh, Maxton. that's the expensive one. Yeah. Right. It is. That one has a little more juice. Like it's a little more powerful than the Ibanez. But I know there's a few more versions out there. It's the purple one, TS9. right? TS9. No. TS808. No, it's green. Interesting. So give me all the versions of those. Um, and as far as amp goes, I have a Buddha right now, a 30 watt. That thing blows my eardrums out. I want a 15-watt Buddha. Hmm. And while we're on the want train right now, I want all vintage tubes for all my tube amps. I want old RCAs. I want the German ones or the Russian ones, whatever. And, uh, and last but not least, I got to have a Dave Harris amp. Gotta have one of those. Um, I actually listened to one in a buddy studio of a, a fellow that makes picks for a living, and he lives around here. Gotta get him in here. But that thing sounded fantastic. Um, and the Dave Harris amp, that's totally doable. So I'm definitely planning that's on from the getting tube one of those. factory. We should discuss yep. tube rolling in what? vacuum tube amplifiers. That's what you sort of just talked about. Tube rolling is the practice of swapping different brands and styles of vacuum tubes in and out of the amp to modify the tone the tone of the amp. Yeah. And makes a it is not a small difference 
There's I, a massive difference. Massive difference. I have, but it's also going it can blow stuff up. I want to be more educated on that. Most of the time, you're you're tube rolling your preamp, your 12ax7 preamp tube. Oh, okay. So I have maybe a dozen or maybe two dozen various 12ax7s, um, Telefunken's, RCA's, yeah, Salina or Sil- Sylvania. Sylvania, Sylvania. Yeah. So I, I have an extremely wide variety of 12AX7s that I've collected wow. over the years. And uh, some modern and a lot vintage. And yeah, just swapping those in and out. Um, we should talk about that more. Yeah. It's fascinating. You need, Jared, I, you need way more amps. You need way more amps. I just, need just to be educated to hear, on to amps. amps. That's the, what I need. Your, your stuff, pickups on different amps, you know, like... I mean, I've already I got, got like what six or seven. Get yourself a trainer. Now, get but, yourself a high watt. Get yourself, yeah. you know, a big old Vox. Mm-hmm. All those things you need. Santa can a do it for you box. too, buddy. Yeah, you've been good. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's that's what comes to mind when I think of guitar stuff for Christmas. All right. I can get down with that. Well, I'm a greedy bastard. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Lay it on me. Need man. a new sheet of paper right about now. Yeah. Um. All right, so the number one top shelf kind of thing that I would want. Um, I mean, look, these lists can be, we can list everything that we ever wanted, right? So we just have to kind of go like, hey, well, let's narrow it down for, for a listy poo here. Uh, mine would be embarrassingly long and would cover just about everything. <laughs> but um, I would really, I would love to get uh, one of the Chasing Vintage guitars. Um, the Challenger model, good gravy, great googly moogly. Great. Chase is googly a heck moogly. of a he's a heck of a luthier. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have him in uh, uh, hopefully sometime soon. But every wait. time he posts one of, one of those things up there, I just dang near cry. I mean, there, man, there's a gorgeous, um, and of you know being able to actually hold one and hear one at the show was like whew, wow. Um, there are. Uh, I would also like, you know, for maybe um, on the on the little bit of a lower scale. So I have a, you know somewhat of a descending order here. Um, I want a uh, Telecaster custom, mainly, honestly, and this is not a plug because I want to put Jared's uh, wide range pickups in that thing. Mm. I want a guitar with those things in it, and I love. I'm a huge fan of the custom. I would recommend anything but the original. Because of the neck profile. Interesting. Seriously. They were very small, thin necks. Yeah. And the original ones. And they're they're heavier. And uh, I'm not a fan of the original 72 Fender guitars. Okay. I'm not. I mean, would I like to have one anyway? Well, well heck yeah, yeah. because th- that's what originally came out. But I would recommend a newer a copy. Yeah, it's it sounds like silly, giant, but it's true. Scroll headstock. Yeah. I want black pickguard on black. Get what you want, man. Yeah. If if a gentleman, me or Todd, were building a thin, I, I was wondering where that was going. If a gentleman, if a gentleman, a drink. Uh, <laughs> I am building a, a Telecaster thin line right now. If I we're gonna pitch you real hard right now, Jared. If I wanted to buy two of your custom thin line pickups, what would that set a gentleman back? Oh. The wide range? The wide range. 195 For two? That's right. Interesting. That is Custom the lowest, built. lowest price you will find for 
Uh, Actually, there's it there. You can get lower. You know how you can get lower? If you go to our website and click on the very top banner, there's a 10% off. Ooh. There it is. You heard it here. Oh. And it's very true. Jared just got a little bit red. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, but I honor it. Uh, take advantage of it, people. Yeah, I need we'll, to come we'll out with that it. down. We'll pull that down in two thousand at the at January first, two thousand seventeen. That's going to come down. Yeah, that's okay. fine with me. All right, we'll put um, we'll put put up a Chris Graham mastering coupon on January first. You're building a thin line. <laughs> I am interesting. I am too. We'll right to, now. We got to talk about what? Yeah, it's Wait, gonna what be the going on? what you guys guys tell me about. It's this. gonna be jet boat. I think purple Wait. or blue. I don't remember. Oh. It's just gonna be gaudy sparkle. It's gonna be glorious. Tongue oil. Wait. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing the opposite. Raw raw wood with oil on it. <laughs> I'm you guys are killing me right 10 now. Ten pounds of, all, of paint first of all, online. First of all, you're cutting into Santa's time. Second of all, you're supposed to tell me about this crap because I want to build one too, damn it, but not a thin line. Ugh. You all right. We, we'll talk about this over pizza and then we'll bring this on to the next episode. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Um, I also want... Uh, I want a new ebony floating bridge for my Godin that mm. we just played. Because right now, I, it's it, it's a good quality guitar. If like all the parts, like it feels real good. It feels real quality. Look, it's not a two thousand dollar guitar. I realize that, but Godin, it's a plastic bridge. Is it? It is. It oh, and you're I'm like, right, guys. That's it. Just sounds. Uh, you need to get rid of this. Yeah. So I'm pu- I want an ebony bridge for that. Um, or or an ebony with a with a bone inset. Either, either one, I'm fine. Or rosewood. Rosewood would sound pretty good on this. Yeah, have but you, I want it black. Have you checked out mm. Stuart McDonald? I have. They're excellent. For He's this, got one. exactly this sort He's of got one that I want. And they're here in Ohio, <laughs> mm-hmm. Athens. Okay, indeed. And uh, moving on down to I'm 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 a I'm a pedal pedal hungry. I can talk too. I'm a pedal hungry <laughs> man, man boy. Um, I would love to get a hungry robot Carmen. Or I'm, I know I'm probably saying that wrong. Carmen line. I don't know what that is. Pedal. Where it's, in the world it's can like you buy a, a delay oscillate with a like oscillation factor to it, and it's got a joystick on it. And I'm like, ooh, that's cool, right? That I'd like to see. Yeah. Um, that one is uh, I, it's Car Karma. It's spelled K A R M A N. Um, I've heard one. I was like, "Wowzers!" I got like like that. Um, it's like lo-fi delays. Got it's like oscillation that can just you know go all kinds of which ways. It's a very soundscapey pedal. Um, so I like it, it's got a, a momentary swell hmm. switch on it. So you know, hmm. yeah, exactly. Hmm. So happy fun times playing that. Um, that would be really cool. It's a you know, it's a bigger, slightly bigger pedal. So if you have a tiny board, yeah, you got to make room. Hmm. Uh, I can revise my list after this. You guys have inspired me, right? Oh, good. I yeah, can, we got okay, time. Good. Okay, good. Um, I would also really like um, an Earthquaker Devices, The Depths. I don't know what that is. It's an optical vibe. Glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> what the I hell really, is an I, optical glide? I don't even know what that an, is. An optical optical vibe so oh, it's vibe. Just, look it's just it's just it's a vibe pedal but it's using optics to control it kind of like an optical wah oh i got like you that. okay that's you know, cool optical wall yeah. optical volume yeah. um so so it's like a tremolo that uses op uh, optical well no it's 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 got vibe it's it's more of a vibe so it's 
probably it's 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 along the lines of like um so the pitch is going up and down it uh so here let me tell you about that really quick the knobs on it the intensity voice level rate and throb oh yes throb? so it what it does it just it adds it adds some extra voicing hmm. to uh, you know a a, a vibe t- uh, like tone you know a vibe quality thing so it's not just a straight up tremolo type thing right it's it's actually vibing so it's doing it's it's a little bit more dimensional than that hmm. um uh tc electronics has something called the viscous vibe which i'm also a really big fan of um shout out to tc electronics you yeah. guys make great stuff i like it um and so it's it's along those lines where you just it's it's not as maybe one-dimensional as a uni vibe it's got a little bit more like juice to it a little more playability so I dig it, and it's just quicker, and that's cool because they're a small little company. Hmm. They're getting bigger, but they're they're still, and they're Ohio too. Hmm. How cool is that? There is a band called the Earthquakers. I'm sure there was many, but they dress like Quakers. <laughs> but they rock. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That's they amazing. Do. I'm they, so glad you said that. <laughs> well, they, they do. That's they dress that's like ex- Quakers. That's exactly what they do. They've got the Amish looking beards and like they, big giant like fuzz rock. Like and they wear rock. the handmade clothes, but they rock. They do stuff like ACDC and all those crazy rock covers and all that. And they used to do Bike Week up in Sandusky, Ohio, about ten years ago. I just, okay, so for everybody else in the country, sorry, because I, I'm here. still new to this area. All I heard was they used to do Bike Week up in Sandusky and the Quakers in there. <laughs> that was funny. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Quakers are are uh, well. You're like the Amish. They're like the Amish, I guess. Tommy Boy's going to jump out any minute. Holy shnikes. And they're people that uh, don't believe in modern technology, so they still like farm for living with like horses and threshers. And, right. And there's Anyways. a lot of them near us. Yeah, there is. There's a lot. We're in Ohio, and there's we're kind of circular, circularly. Well, not circularly because it's mostly east, right? So like semi-circularly surrounded <laughs> By it's a great gimmick and it works. Yeah, I mean, I got work all the time. But yeah. Oh, you meant the band? I thought you meant the like religion for me. No, no, I, was like, oh. <laughs> I know more about the band than I do the religion. So yeah. there you go. But, it's a way of life. Too. But no offense to the to actual Quakers. They're not listening. I doubt they're listening to the podcast. Okay. Anyway, so let's move on. Uh, I'm going to keep going because, like I said, sorry, I've got a great big stocking and a big fat tree, and I'm going to put something underneath it to make. It happy for me. Um, I want a gift certificate to Mammoth Electronics. I like building pedals a lot, and I, um, I'm just really excited about doing that kind of stuff. And shout out to Mammoth Electronics. You make great stuff. <laughs> this isn't the sh- so. I don't want this to feel like it's a shout out podcast, but I mean, hey, look, it's out. It, they do. It's good. It's, it's cool. And uh, everybody, go make yourself I'm a customer. A pedal. Um, so uh, here's another thing I would like to get. And if anybody, I would love to know if anybody out there has this nailed down. I've been trying to shop for thumb picks, not because I decided that I'm going to be all blue grassy, not beside, not because I am going to learn how to play the banjo, because um, what I have found is after playing in one of the bands I play, like I got to use a jackhammer right hand. And I have on occasion, like, just gotten cramped up. And I'm like, 
crap. Happens to everybody, man. Yeah, and I'm just like, so now I'm playing like, like with a claw, and I'm like, <laughs> damn, right? Because all the blood's just like going jang, jang, right. jang, 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 right? And in my hand, and uh, so I'm like, you know what? I need, I, I need to, get, I probably need to get like a thumb pick or something that I can at least, I won't drop it, just because it, you know, my hand is froze up. So, um, I what I'm looking for is I'm looking for large thumb picks. Now, the problem is when you go, they don't tend to do them by size and weight. For whatever reason, hmm. I can't find that. They just go size. And that's kind of it. And, hmm. and it's super confusing. Like if you get a thick, thin pick, it's usually real small. So I want a large to fit on my thumb. And I want it to be like, oh, oh, you know, 1.0 weight. I challenge you. To I'll, make I'll, your own. I, I was going to say, is there a way you can modify some. one? I think that you could buy, buy the straight material and I boil it and then some. mold it around your own thumb. Right. While it was still hot. Look that up. We need to talk to Pick Guy. I need yeah, some of these the, things, man. Seriously. He, yeah, he builds mostly picks out of stone alloy. and glass. And the pick world's going bonkers right now. Alloys, mm -hmm. yeah. And like I, I look, I understand. You know, people are going like, "Dude, precision picks. It's all about precision picks, bro. Titanium precision diamond picks." You know, it's like I get that if you are like shredding, or if you're doing like you know sweeps and all kinds of stuff. Like I'm not doing that. I just need something that's gonna stay in my dang hand. Okay. I also would like some nut files. Har har! Bring on the nut jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, there's nothing funny with files, but there is nuts are funny. Look, let's just admit it. But not cheap. I, for whatever reason, I've done a bunch of I've done like four <laughs> nut jobs. Um, that's got to be a better way to say that. But there's I've done four nut repairs in which I've had to like build nuts, you know. And somehow up to this point, I've made it without nut files. It's it's not the way I want to do it. Let me ask you a question. But there's why are they so expensive? Do you have thickness gauges when you do that as well? Um, thickness gauges. I do have thickness gauges. Yes. I find it impossible to do good nut work without a, a thickness feeler gauge. And there's a, a book by um, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? He works at Stu Mac. Um, oh, a wine, wine. Uh, Dan Early Dan wine. Early wine. He's got this great book. Um, He's about, friends with like three of our mutual friends. He's going to be on the show. We got to get him on. the show. I hope so. I can't. We'll get him on the show. I love him. Okay. He's been my hero since I was like 13. Okay. But um, in his book, he talks about... And he, he's from Stumac. He works He's from Stumac. Stumac. Yeah. He talks about methodology with making a new nut. Yeah. And with not only the right file, but the right th thickness feeler. So they yeah. can file down to that thickness yeah, feeler. No, I, yeah, no. I, I, I make some good nuts. I, I, was, <laughs> I will say, I, I have been very successful in doing awesome. so. But it would just be easier with the... The, the right tools for it. Well, I, yeah. I, somehow I've managed to do it, and I'm like, dude, this is this is sweet. It looks it, it it looks good, and it's like you you truly wouldn't know that it was not done. Well, and that's one of the things is even on a pretty nice guitar, um, they cut corners on the nut. Like they use some plastic or, that or stuff. fake. Yeah, it's it's harder than than you think too. To it's make hard. Those. It is. It's way harder. On that fifty strat I was talking about a few podcasts ago. Um, I had to, I had to order enough for the neck, and because the guy that 
built that neck before used too much glue you only want a little bit of glue under that neck. yeah just water yeah. it down uh, water a little dab of wood glue a little right. bit of water so my my buddy's like hey man i need enough for these. just buy that for me and blah, blah, blah. i'm like all right i'll go on a stew mac and buy it i went on a stew mac i'm like what there's like 10 or 12 different 100 different nuts it's a I science like, man which one man? yeah so i had to so i had to text him and text him the picture of the choices and be like which one and he had to tell me and and the choice that he told me to pick was not on the screen i didn't even know where that was on the way it's very confusing so yeah it takes a while to learn but once you get it down it's like oh man i can i got yeah yeah once you get it down it's it's an easy way to take a okay guitar and take it up to the next level yeah your guitar is not awesome yeah unless it has a real bone nut yeah or 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 tusk (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Okay, and then the last <laughs> thing I want is a G7 capo. So there it is. <laughs> I mean, after after hearing all that, it was like kind of you. Now you gotta have. You kind of have to. Gotta have to have. Yeah. You gotta have. So many things. That's why I love Christmas, man. So many good things I get to have, but usually I usually ask for and don't get them all. But anyways, but that's the cool part about being in the guitar world and in whatever capacity is is like just dreaming of things that you want is fun and like imagining all the different combos and customizations and everything it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing um so anyways let's move on to our top four okay you know it's a top three it's it's okay jeff out there is he's sending us his top four um, I can well, feel maybe it. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Um, <laughs> okay. So our top four today is worst guitar gift you can get. Not that you've been given. We don't want to offend. But think about like the worst guitar gift that, you, that you're just like, please don't give me this. Because everybody who knows us is who's like, oh, yes, he's into guitars. What should I get him? What should I... Maybe he'd like this. Would he like this? And then, and they're like, please don't give me that. Please don't give me that. Please don't. Damn it, you got me that. Um, all right, so I'm going to go first. Change of pace. Um, do not, please, get me a guitar maker puncher thing. Uh, turn your credit card into a guitar. I don't want, that's ridiculous. I No, the pick absolutely punch? not. The pick punch. No. I have one of those. I got one of those. So you, got, so you already got one. I used it once and. And then you're like, this is why, well, no. Why? Yeah, because I don't use it because credit card is not the right thickness for me. I right. agree. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and, why and would lots you of want other that? reasons. Yeah. It, that is the equivalent in the, in, the, in the guitar world to the golf ball initial stamper. In the golf world, it's the gonna, same thing. It's going to change aerodynamics. Yeah, you know, it's going like to everything. Personalized golf balls. No, they, but no, it washes right off. What? The, that is absolutely bonkers. Oh, I got one of those one time. My boy. Okay, Chris, I would have to say, um, and this is a goofball one, um, a vintage guitar case, because I would come down. Wait, a what? A vintage guitar case. A new case. Just that's case. a vintage reissue. No, no, like an actual vintage case. So like. Okay. I, I walk downstairs and it, there's like a Gibson ES335 
Oh, uh, guitar case you. from 1965. And, you, you lose your mind and I'm like, and yes, this is going to be awesome. You and open it and open it's it, empty. It's empty. And it smells. We got you a guitar it case. It smells like smoke and it probably has mold in it. Cool. It pee. I got really excited. Yeah. And then, uh, that's that's a good one. And I got my, it's uh, a little bit less about the gift and more about the, uh, oh, the letdown. The moment. Letdown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I can understand that. All right. Jared? Do not get me, please, ever, do not get me a vinyl guitar strap. A vinyl guitar strap? Well, the guitar strap with the fake leather and the oh, edge is super yeah, sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, I'm a very, I'm six foot six, about 320. Which is misleading because there's some of the Fender ones that are like that. And you're like, what? How? I know. You know, with the Fenders with the yellow and brown square thing. They usually don't fit there. me in the first place. Yeah, you I'm need a like very two big guy, to man. together. <laughs> and yeah, so don't, don't get me the, the cut your neck straps, please. Yeah. Yeah, don't cut Jared's neck. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think Santa is pleased. Uh, I know that I am. Uh, and we hope that you are, everybody that's listening. Please continue with your comments and all the good things that you have to tell us. And hey, you know what? We are open to hear things that are not like that. Um, actually, I had a comment uh, uh, this, this weekend. And he was like, hey, this was cool about your podcast. This is what isn't. And I was like, duly noted so we try to uh uh work that out um anyways so thanks have an awesome holiday hope your gift your uh guitar gift desires come true and uh that's it wait did you guys hear that you're supposed to say subscribe subscribe Woo. <laughs> Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit us at our website at theguitarnobs.com for episodes, news, and guest profiles. You can get all social with us on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs. Give us a tweet at guitar underscore knobs. And check out our gallery on Instagram at guitar knobs. No spaces on that one.